Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The Son has set us free. Jesus has set us free. We drink some really good coffee, and we talk about how this can impact And we can live from the freedom that we have in Jesus in every area of our lives. And so thanks for joining us. We so appreciate that. We've been doing a series on belief systems. And I wanted to personalize this a little bit more today and and make this practical within the area of dealing with sexual temptation, sexual sin, uh, lust, pornography, whatever that may be. I know we don't talk about that all the time, but because these lies that I kind of went over kind of four core Lies, but there's also these lies that come in with with dealing with temptation, dealing with uh, sexual sin. If you're and we talk about that on this uh, this podcast, and so again, we've we've started out with the idea that behavior flows from belief. Uh, in other words, what I'm believing about myself, about God, and about other people. What if, if those beliefs um, are not true? They're 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 false beliefs. But my behavior flows from what I believe. I will not act beyond what I believe consistently. Maybe I can fake it for a period of time, but consistently I'm going to act based on what I believe to be true about myself, about God, and about other people. So if I believe that I'm just a dirty, no rotten, you know, good, no rotten sinner whatever, then I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to go in that, I'm going to go toward behaviors that are going to feed that belief because that's what I believe, okay? So again, I want to start off with this kind of overarching theme today before I get into this, is that transformed behavior, our actions, our response, comes from transformed beliefs. I use the word transformed because at the core of who we are, Jesus has already changed us. We've already been changed. Our spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit. We've been made brand new. What's transforming or what's renewing is the mind, is the belief, the the beliefs and thoughts that will line up with what God has already accomplished in us and to us to fully set us free. So we're already free, but now the renewing of the mind says, okay, now what are these? some of these belief systems that you have? Are they true? And if they're not true... And the Holy Spirit's working in us to renew our minds to the truth, to get us to recognize that this may not be true. And so transformed behavior comes from transformed belief. So if we're, if we're looking just to fix the outside and transform our behavior without going to the root, this is where the roots come in, because the real battle, if you will, the real uh, transformation is, 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 needs to happen in the mind if you're going to consistently have any type of long-term uh, transformation in your behavior. So we're going to start there, and then I'm going to go into some lies. Now, these are specific lies that I think I, I believed uh, with regards to lust and pornography. I've shared this. I've had a struggle, a 20 year struggle, addiction with pornography, and 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 really had had many of these lying beliefs that were core. I'm sure there's more than just this. But these were mine, so you can personalize these in your own way if you're struggling with this. But I do want to say at the beginning that the Son has set us free. And so we're coming at this from the idea that if you're looking for solutions in this this issue, this behavior, it has to come from your belief systems, your thoughts. Because more than likely, any type of issue with sin in general is a lying belief. 
It's a lying belief that I need that, I want that, I have to have that. Uh, it's it's basically looking to an outside source for life apart from Christ. That's any kind of sin, and especially with this this uh, lie of of lust, is that it's looking to it's looking to an outside source. Uh, for acceptance, love, value, worth, all those kind of things, and so I want, I want us to see that in the beginning. So, so, uh, and and the other reality of this is this is more than just. And I, I tell my tell guys all the time that I'm working with is this is more than just saying no to lust or pornography or whatever, but it's saying yes to something so much greater, which is Christ in you. It's not just saying no to a behavior. It's saying yes to the very life that you have in Jesus. It's the presence of Christ in you versus this God of pleasure that you've been seeking, this lust, this fake value that you've been going, fake acceptance that you've been going out to. And I also want to start with this to, for you to think about. These are some things you may have wanted to write down. The first one would have been transformed behavior comes from transformed beliefs. But the other one is the outward behavior, I kind of put that in quotations, the outward behavior response, coping really is what it is, of, of lust is is seeking to meet an inner need. And so a really great question would be, what is that inner need? I'm not just going to this to go. It may, it may, it may be started off as a curiosity, but I'm not just going to this to go to it. There's, a, there's an inner need. There's an inner coping. There's an inner pain. There's an inner wound that needs to be transformed. It's, there's a lying belief there. What is that need? Is it, is it value? And from once I got to the to the root of my own story and my own lying belief that I was going to this for worth and value, even though it was wasn't really providing it, it was it was the closest thing I knew at the time to getting my worth and value. Then I was going to that for that, even though I didn't recognize it at the time. So so outward behavior of lust is seeking to meet an inner need. And what is that need? Once you get to that, there's a recognition there. Then the Spirit of God begins to reveal this. And all of this, I want to say this again, as I, as I say many times on this, all of this is through the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit in your life to reveal uh, to reveal what the lying belief and then to give you the choice to reject it and then replacing it with his truth what is true so let's go with the let's go with the lies the overall or, arching lies you know you're you're struggling with lust you're you're maybe you're looking at porn you've had this going on what what are some of the core lies well these were kind of, i'm going to give four that were kind of core for me and then i want to talk about well what what is really the truth in that but i want to kind of give you an overarching so let me just generalize them first the first one was well this experience of of looking at porn or whatever, will make me feel whole and valuable. It was this love. It was this acceptance. I didn't feel very valuable and whole and loved, uh, you know, and worthy. So this experience will give me that, will make me feel that. Even though that wasn't true, it was It was this desire to be desired, uh, to be to be wanted, to be loved, to be, feel, you know, feel valuable, all that. So this experience will make me feel Whole and value. The second one was what I'm seeing and, and feeling seems so real, even though it really wasn't. It was fantasy. It seems so real. And so because it became the, the fantasy became it looked real, it felt real, then it then it it um it was it was seeking to meet that need of well this really is real and this is what I should be pursuing in my own life. It was just a mental fantasy. That was there, but I didn't see it that way. That's that's the illusion of this of this of lust is that it it presents itself to be real. This is how women really are. This is this is how they really 
uh, behave sexually. This is how men really, all this kind of stuff. And it was all just a fake reality, a fake illusion of what was what was really real. So that's the second one. And then third was, well, it's it, the lie was it's only looking. I told myself this lie so many times I was convinced. Well, it's only looking. I'm not really cheating on my spouse or I'm not really cheating. Uh, it's not that bad. It's, you know, as long as I don't touch, I'm just looking, right? Well, this lie is really prevalent because it's like, oh, well, porn's okay because I'm just looking. Well, no, because it warps the mind. It it it's, it gives us a false view of sexuality and God's design for it. And here's the thing is that it's it's making people into objects. And that hurts both the person that I'm consuming, okay, as an object, uh, and it hurts me. It hurts my mind because uh, it's giving me a warped view of sexuality, and then it hurts the person because I'm just treating them as body parts, as as I'm consuming them um, as objects. Okay, so that's objectifying hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Um, it hurts our God ordained design design for our bodies and for the for the other person's body and for sexuality. It, it it hurts us and it hurts our minds because for those of you that have dealt with this. Even once you stop the behavior, there's still the renewing of the mind that that takes a long time because those images and those videos and those those things are still there in the mind. And so this is so deep-seated that it's a process of God renewing and healing the mind, too. Uh, so that's that one. So the fourth one, then, is this – the fourth one is this – it's this false intimacy, and that kind of goes with the first one. But the false intimacy is basically this experience will – Tell me my worth. Give, give me my worth. Uh, it will, it will provide um, the worth that I need. And so, those are kind of the four arching. I want to kind of go back through them again. But um, and so, and again, I've, I've I've said this before: is that most of the habits, especially this one, but really any kind of habit that we can't seem to control, that we can't seem to break free from, grow out of our attempts. Okay, to relieve this tension, there's this tension in us that something just isn't right uh, in our relationship world, in maybe in us. Okay, we're disappointed. Okay, we may be disappointed with with something or someone. Something hasn't gone uh, right in our lives, and we we have this deep longing for this relationship, and so there's this tension. We haven't experienced that. We haven't maybe received that love and value and acceptance and worth. From other people, so we've got that disappointment. So, so lust and pornography more closely actually resembles this than anything else. So it's that's the that's the the where when it becomes a stronghold in our life is that we we've actually bought into the lie that this is going to give us the acceptance, worth, value um, that we are looking for. And there's that tension because we haven't experienced it maybe in real life, and we may not be experiencing it through our relationship with Christ. And so this is the only thing we can seem to go to that gives us any type of, even though it's false and it's fake, any type of sense of um, any type of sense of worth or value. And there's that tension. And that that is why it's such a stronghold, because it seems so real to us. This fake fantasy life seems real because it's the only thing that seems to, in some ways, relieve the tension, relieve the the pain, relieve the the you know the the that burden of of us not feeling like we're enough or good enough or we're unworthy or so it's all a false intimacy, but it's so it's so hard to overcome because we're we're 
it's those lying beliefs. It's those lying beliefs. So let's go back through these uh, uh, really quickly, and I want to give you a truth that goes with this. And again, you're going to say, well, that's obviously that's the truth, but this is the working of God, truth replacing lies, transform behavior. Again, remember, it comes from transform beliefs. So let's look at it. So the first one is this experience will make me feel whole and valuable and loved. It's it's this desire to be, you know, well, what we're seeing on the screen or whatever, it's this desire to be desired, to be wanted. And the truth of that is, is I'm fully loved and valuable as God's beloved son. So the more I, again, it's not just saying no to that. Think of this all in terms of it's not just saying no, it's saying yes to the greater reality of the presence of Christ, the fullness of Christ, the life of Christ in you. The more we choose to agree with that and accept that, that becomes the greater reality to us. And this is the freedom journey. It's more than just saying no to that lie. We have to recognize what that lie is, but then we and then we reject it, but then it's replaced with the truth. And what's the truth? Well, I'm fully loved. I'm fully accepted. I'm fully valuable as God's beloved son and daughter. That is that has to be that has to be replaced because if if I'm still looking to just manage that behavior, this experience, I still believe this experience will give me the relief that I'm looking for in this tension, in this relational tension, in this in this um, tension of just dealing with the pain and coping in my life then I'm still going to be operating. I'm still going to be behaving or going to these behaviors that are going to reinforce this. Okay? So so the truth is I'm fully loved. I'm fully valuable. I'm fully... And so God's supernatural working is to reveal that, to replace that, and to say, you know, Matt, you don't need this. You've got the value and, and acceptance and love and delight in me. Now, will you let me meet your needs? Will you let me meet your needs at the core of who you are. So that's the first one. The second one then is, um, again, what, what I'm seeing and feeling seems so real. So we got, we know the truth in this is, is that this is a, it's a fantasy life. It's, that's not true, but yet it seems so true, seems so real. Uh, it, it feel, maybe it feels good for a moment, right? Because we, we have that release or whatever. So it feels good for a moment, but then right afterwards, we're like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I go to the very thing I said? I hate, I don't want to. And so it's, it's this looking for this sexual longing, this acceptance, this, this, um, but it's all fantasy. And it's, it's this mental fantasy. It's already in the mind. We're imagining, we're, we're imagining what it would be like to be with that person. And I know I'm getting detailed here, but this is, this is what it is. This is for the person. And you know, if you're, the, if you're a person who's dealing with this, this is what, you, this is what you're dealing with. And so what is, what is the truth is none of this is real. None of this is God-designed sexuality. Uh, people are not objects. Uh, fantasies are fake. That's why they're called fantasies. And so we can actually, and here's a really great exercise in this, to say out loud, this is not real. What I'm seeing on here is not real. Okay, this can, and it can be a great motivator to, to say, this is, this, is, this is not real. This is fake. This is not really what I want. The realness of Christ in me, the reality of God and His love and His grace then is 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 a great motivator because it's his life in me that's that's the real that's real because if this if this tension that we have like i said earlier if this ten, if that seems like the the realest thing in your life you're going to keep going to that because it's it relieves the tension it relieves 
the shame. It relieves the pain of, of you're basically it's sexualizing, it's sexualizing our pain. That's what we do. And that's why we go to this to cope because we're sexualizing that tension in these, in this disappointment with relationships or with God or with ourselves or whatever to relieve that deep ache in the soul. And so porn or lust most, most closely resembles that. So that's why we're going to it. And so the reality is now is we have his life in us. We have been fully set free. And so we have two choices, fantasy or reality. I chose fantasy in a lot of ways for 20 years of my life. But when the reality, when the reality came of Christ revealing himself to me that, Matt, you're fully set free, you have my life in you, that presence and power and identity as he began to shape this identity, that became, over time, it became a greater reality for me. And I realized I don't really need this. This is fake. This is not even me. This is this really is the power of sin in the flesh that's still trying to tempt me to say that. I've gone to that for so long, but I don't really need to. I have a choice. I actually have a choice and I can choose to live from the reality, okay, not fantasy, but the reality of Christ in me, Christ as my life. That's when it becomes real to you. It's it's not just saying no to the fantasy. It's saying yes to the greater reality of Christ in you. That That's when it becomes freedom. You're experiencing the freedom that you already have, that you already have. Number three was, it's well, it's only looking, not that bad. I, I told myself this. I was convinced of this. And even some of the, the caveat of this in marriage was, well, I'm not really cheating on my wife, or my wife may not be giving me sex or whatever I want. So, well, it's only looking. Well, the truth is, again, making someone an object for sexual lust hurts them and it hurts you. It's warping the mind. It's distorting the mind. It's putting you in a mental bondage to to think that you have to go to that to be satisfied, to be fulfilled, to be loved, to be value. And so it's, it, it's really, it's, it's the lie is it's, well, it's, it's, it's only body parts. It's, it's, but it's taking away their humanity. It's making them objects and, and objectifying hurts you. It hurts them. It hurts the God ordained design of sexuality, how he designed it. And so the truth in this is that uh, that this is damaging to you. And so, again, God wants to renew your mind to the truth that it's more than just looking. There's a, there's a cost that's happening here, and this is not God's best for you. The fourth one, then, is this, it's the false intimacy. It tells us our worth. It's, 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 I'm worthy. If I look at this, I'm worthy. And so... The truth, again, obviously, as we know, is God is all we need. My worth is in Him, but yet this experience, again, is the closest thing maybe in my world that I'm experiencing to give me my worth. And when that's when that's happening, that's where the, the lie becomes bondage. So we know then now that God wants to reveal to us that, his, that our worth is found in Him, and we still have a choice in that, that our value is off the charts to him, and we can choose to trust in what he has accomplished for our value, for our acceptance, for our worth. I want to give you a little flow on this here in a minute, but the, but the truth is that the real battle in this is not in your heart. Your heart's been made clean. Your heart's been made new. The real battle in this is in your mind, the belief systems. The enemy doesn't want you to... Believe, he wants you to keep believing that all these are, are are true. He wants you to keep believing that you'll never be free. 
He wants you to keep believing that you're only as, as good as your behavior. He wants you to keep believing that you're, this addiction defines you, this struggle defines you. And so he wants you to, of course, keep believing in that. And so now the truth really will set us free. So what is our choice? Our part is dependence. Our part is trusting God. It's recognizing the lies. What is the lie? What is the root? What is compelling me to go to this behavior? Because it's a it's a belief system at, at the core, and, and I have a choice. I can trust that God's going to do this supernatural work in my life to not only reveal what the lie is, but to replace it with God's truth. So let's just let's take a little flow here. So I always say, so we have our behaviors that we see. I want to, I want to give you kind of a practical, and this is a lot of what the what the coaching that I do with uh, with people is is to getting getting them to go below the behavior, below the surface of the behavior. So the behavior, let's say the behavior we have the we have a behavior that we don't like. Below that is 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 our emotions. Okay, now below that is our thoughts and our beliefs. So let's just give a flow. Let's take one of Let's take one of the um, the lying beliefs, okay? So, um, so the behavior is well, we're looking at porn, okay? We're looking at porn. That's our behavior that we just are focused on. So, so the self help world, the therapeutic world, the 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 uh, all that kind of even a lot of recovery programs will say, okay, well now we're going to focus on the behavior. Well, that's what most of it is. It just becomes behavior management. Well, again, we have to get to the inside. Transformed behavior comes from transformed. Beliefs. So we have to go below. So then we have the emotions. The emotions may say, well, you may start feeling shame. You may start feeling um, just unworthy, whatever. So then the, the, that, that be, I'm, I'm unlovable. Okay. That may be what it is. Okay. So that, there's that. Okay. Uh, and then below that is the thought, well, this is, again, this is one of the lying beliefs. This is the closest thing to real love I know. Okay, so there's that may be the thought. And then the belief is, well, this will make me feel loved, accepted, valued, worthy. So there, I want you to see how the belief and the thought drives the behavior. And our emotions are connected to our belief. So if I feel unlovable, then I'm going to believe I'm unlovable. And then I'm going to believe that this experience will make me feel loved, accepted, valued, and worthy. So the emotion, our emotions are neutral. And I'm going to do a series next on emotions. But our emotions are neutral. There's not, they're not necessarily good or bad, okay? They, they, but they're connected to beliefs. So if something happens, a stressor happens in our lives, our behavior is, well, we're just going to cope with looking at porn. But the reality is we've connected our emotional, uh, our emotional connection has, has been connected to a belief system. Well, I'm having a stressful day at work. The only way I know how to relieve that is to look at porn. Well, but we got to realize that it's because we're thinking that this emotion then is connected to the belief that this will make me feel loved, accepted, valued, and worthy. And it's more than just relieving the stress, relieving the tension. There's now a belief system at the root, at the core of what's going on here. So let's look at the truth. How does this, how does this transform behavior happen? Well, we've got to start at the belief. What is it I believe? And is it true? That's that's the core of what is a false belief. What is it I believe? And is it true based on God's word? So if my belief is this will make me feel loved, accepted, valued, and worthy, well, that's got to be exposed. That's got to be recognized and revealed. And the Holy Spirit wants to do this. He wants to reveal this uh, this lying belief. 
And so what is the lie? That's a great question to say. What is the lie? What is, what is it that, that um, this will make me feel loved, accepted, that, that um, I have to have sex? To, I've had guys tell me, well, I have to have sex to feel fulfilled in my life. I've had other guys tell me, well, I have to have a woman in my life to feel, uh, feel successful or worthy. Whatever that belief is, get to that. That's what, what, it, what is the lie. And then, and then engage the Spirit of God. What is true, Lord? What is true? And, and then the thought may be in that, well, this is the closest thing to real love I know. I haven't really experienced the love of God. I, maybe I know intellectually that God loves me, but I haven't really experienced that. So this is the closest thing to real love I know. So for me, having sex or <clears throat> being with other women or looking at porn is the closest thing I know to real love. And so then, so God revealed this to me. These are the thoughts and beliefs that I have. What is true, though? What is true? And God wants to replace those lies with truth. Okay, and we're going to get to the end. How do we know this is happening? But so that's where it comes. So the 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 you have to get to a place then when you say, Well, I don't need this. I don't need this to feel loved. I don't need this to feel successful. I don't need this to be accepted or valued or worthy. That comes through Christ and Christ alone. Once that's your foundation and God renews your mind to that, that you actually can live without this, that you don't need it, it's going to be hard because you've gone to it for so long. That's why it's such a stronghold. You've gone to it for so long. You've gone to women or sex or porn or lust. You've gone to it for so long to meet that need. It's become your security blanket. That's why it's so hard to let go. But as you begin to choose that, you begin to, again, not just saying no to that, but saying yes to something greater. You're reaching for your lifeline, which is the life of Christ in you. As you begin to choose that and do that, he renews your mind. Oh, what? You know what, Matt? You don't need this. You've got my full and complete acceptance and love right now. You've got my full and complete presence in you right now. You really don't need that. That's just a lie. It's fake. And and that experience will not make you feel loved. You, you've been told it was. was you've gone to it but it, 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 but it won't. And so then what happens to the emotions? Well, the emotions, you can still probably feel shame from time to time. But here's where the emotion at. Now you begin to experience joy. Joy is an emotion because Jesus now loves me fully. And I'm celebrating because God's renewing my mind. He's revealed the truth and that because of Christ in me, I'm fully loved and worthy as I am right now. So the emotion now is joy because Jesus loves me fully. I got everything I need in him. And then guess what happens? The flow of that then is now I'm walking in freedom. I'm choosing because my belief system has been totally transformed to, to know that I don't really need this to feel loved. I don't need it. I've actually, what happens is you outgrow it. You outgrow your need for porn. You outgrow your need for lust. You outgrow your need for, for women. You outgrow your need for sex to be fulfilled. You outgrow that because you've grown up into the freedom that you already have in Jesus. That's when you know that things are changing. It's not just saying no, it's saying yes to something greater. And the presence of Christ in you now is so much greater reality for you than any of these coping, any of these fake, false uh, fantasy life, because you know that's not real anyway. And maybe it gives a short little comfort at all, but you just, you feel even worse afterwards. And so when you, we, we will only really consistently, I think, live from his freedom. We've already been set free, but we will only 
we will only consistently live from his freedom when Christ himself becomes our life, when we realize that we have all of this already. We're not trying to go out and get any of this. We have it. God's renewing our mind to what we already have, and his life becomes more precious, powerful, and life-giving than any of these lies. That's when you know. That's when you know that transformation is happening. And we're only going to consistently live from his freedom when we know Christ himself is our freedom, is our life. And that, re- that becomes more valuable and precious to us and powerful to us than any of these other lies. The truth really has set us free. Here's some other thing. Here's some other ways you know that this transformation is taking place. Truth is replacing lies. You're now choosing to believe this truth over lies. God's renewing your mind. Behavior is now changing. And here's the greater value in this is you're knowing God deeper. You're knowing his love deeper. You're knowing his grace deeper. You're knowing his life deeper. But you're choosing to depend on that now versus going to these fake, false, other coping skills of dealing with the tension in your life. Some of this tension may not go away this side of heaven. Some of the the relational tension, the the tension of just the world and, and and the flesh, that's not going away. But again, the, the idea is the greater reality of Christ as your life becomes so much more powerful and real to you that those don't have, they, they still come at you, but they don't have the same impact in your life. They don't have, this, they don't have the same blow because, because now you're realizing Christ is your life. So this is a process. There is a transformation here. And I will say this doesn't necessarily happen overnight. Um, you know, the, and, and here's the thing, the behavior may go away at first. I, I remember, you know, st- I stopped looking at pornography, but it was still a, probably about a really a, a year process of God renewing my mind and all of this, because I still had some of those images in my mind. I still had some of that shame in there. I still had some of those lying beliefs that God still had to. And I learned over the course of that year, and I'm still learning that those, that was all fake. That was all it wasn't real, and the realness, the truth of Christ in me is is much more real now. Even though the flesh still comes my way, even though temptation still comes at me, even though the world is coming at me, even though the tension of relational uh, disappointment, I have that in my life. I don't want you to get the idea that all everything's uh, you know unicorns and rainbows in my life. No, because the reality is, the world is broken. The flesh is still a broken way to walk. Um, uh, the power of sin still exists and is trying to tempt me and lure, uh, lure me away from the life of Christ. I have relational discord in my, in my world, uh, in, in my marriage, in, my, in all of that. There's tension in all of that, and yet the greater reality now is Christ as my source, Christ as my life. That was the renewing of the mind that's taken place over 10 plus years now, and I'm grateful for that. And it's still happening. There's no finish line in this until until we're with Jesus. There's no finish line in that. So, so just saying no to the behavior in the beginning, yeah, I needed that, but I still had I still had those thoughts and images in my mind. I still had those lying beliefs, and that was the working of the Holy Spirit to get me to recognize what the root was, to reject that. That's not true. God, I have everything I need in you. And then he was replacing it with his truth. Sin is sin at its core. If we want to really narrow this down, sin at its core and this this lie of, of lust and pornography and all this is a belief system. Is a belief system. And so what is the solution? The solution is is Christ. The solution is Christ in me. The solution is 
is he is enough. The solution is depending and trusting in what I already have in him. If the belief is, well, I need porn and sex to be fulfilled, valued, and accepted, well, the truth is Christ is enough. He's already met all my spiritual needs. If the thought is, well, I will only be successful and fulfilled if if I have sex or if I'm with women, the thought can be, God can renew it to be, well, you know what? Sex is a gift. It's not a need. I can be okay without it. Oh boy, when you get to that point, talk about freedom. When you get to the point where you say, sex is a gift, not a need, I can be okay without it. Wow. Then the emotions are still there. You may have some emotions of anger, frustration, disappointment, all of that. That doesn't necessarily change, but the response can be, I'm walking by the Spirit. His life is enough. His truth in me, His His grace, His, the freedom that He's already given me is enough. I don't need that. So uh, I hope this has been helpful. Please reach out to us. Um, this really was a way, it went a little longer today, but I needed to talk through this because I think this is so huge, so important. Again, if you're wanting transformation in behavior, it, it goes much, much deeper than just what you're doing. Uh, it's a belief system and it's a lying belief. There's probably a couple of core ones that we went over, but then there may be a few of these related to this specific issue that you are, it's more than just you being stressed. It's more than you just being overwhelmed. It's more than just those type of surface type things. Look, look deeper, go deeper because the spirit of God in you, not out of condemnation, he wants to reveal what it is you've been going to. And yes, it will be painful because you realize, oh man, this is real, the real reason why I was going to. I had everything I need in you, God, but yet I was going to another source. It's what Adam and Eve chose in the beginning. They had everything they needed in God already. And what did they do? They chose to go a separate way. They chose to go to an outside source to become God, to think they could become God. They didn't trust the Father and they went their own way, and life was lost, and they were spiritually dead and spiritually separated from God. And um, and yet in the midst of all that, guess what God does? He provides cover for them. He provides love for them in the midst of that. And he does the same for us. He's taken away all of our shame. He took that to the cross through Jesus Christ. And we have now the full freedom and full love and full acceptance of Christ in us. Let that set you free today. No matter where you are in this journey, let that set you free. Let that truth rest in that truth. He's accomplished it all. We simply believe it and receive it and can walk in it. That is the freedom journey. That is the freedom journey. Well, I hope this has encouraged you. Please reach out to us. We do offer one-on-one coaching. If you'd like to give us any feedback or ask any other questions, uh, we would love to walk this journey alongside with you. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.